Hey, Tim. Great to see you again. Good to see you too. I'm still <laughs> repping the uh, libertarian. Always, brand. yeah. I you need to I need to buy one, or you need to mail me one so I can have it as well. I should, yeah. Um, but uh, so today we wanted to talk a bit about like the politics generally, I guess, right? Because especially right. libertarianism is you know small government, so small politics. Um, but it's still important. And, you know, also talking about where libertarianism falls on this this standard left wing, right wing spectrum. And uh, if if that spectrum is even good at all, um, you know, so I'd love to hear your 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 initial thoughts on kind of why people should care and where does liber what is a spec? What does the political spectrum actually look like? Sure. Uh, well, so, you know, I, I think as a libertarian, the correct way to view the political spectrum is on not left versus right. It should be authoritarian versus libertarian or something like that. Mm. Um, you know, the, the left and the right definitely exist, but this is how I would uh, describe the left and the right. Uh, I think that what, if you say that you're left or you're right, um, those are, are uh, kind of psychological preferences. They tell me maybe more about your uh, childhood, early childhood experiences than they do about some thought out political philosophy. So let me explain. Um, the left tend, and, and I, I probably came from the left as well. I would consider myself maybe more right wing now, but it's not because of a, any kind of philosophical thing. It's because of maybe a little bit of a shift in my psychology or something like that. Um, but I, I, I was raised, um, in my early years by a single mom. And, uh, you know, I cared about the things that my mom cared about, right. And she had a very warm heart and she cared about, you know, traditional moms care about nurturing the least of these, encouraging, sharing, um, caretaking the environment, the, the family environment, uh, you know, creating peace in, in the household, that sort of thing. Mm. It, it's this very kind of nurturing, loving, empathetic, uh, energy that come from mom. And, and if you look at what moms, uh, what a traditional mom focuses on, what their primary focus on, is on in the family, it's the things that the left are typically focused on that they're concerned yeah. about, right? The, the nurturing, the least of these, the encouraging of sharing resources, um, the, the caretaking, the environment and those types of things. On the other so side is, is what dads care about, right? Dads, they are, uh, vigilant about external threats you know if i'm out walking with my family my head's on a swivel i'm keeping my wife and kids on the inside not next to the road you know i'm, I'm vigilant about protecting them uh I, i'm also focused on gathering external resources for my family right bringing home the paycheck going out yeah. and hunting for the food that sort of thing and and there's boundary enforcement right so if mom's encouragement to love each other does fall short dad steps in and says, that's the boundary. You do not cross that line. That's where your brother starts and you stop Missy yeah. or something like that. Right. So boundary enforcement, ex gathering external resources, uh, external threat vigilance. Does that sound like a, a political spectrum? You know, that's the right wing, right? So, yeah. so, so to me, right and left wing are kind of like the yin and the yang, right? Uh, the, they're these two complementary focuses on on society at every level down mm -hmm. in fact it's in the individual as well if, if you want to get down to it we we have both feminine and masculine uh 
at play in, in our psyche, right? That's integrated. Mm. If you read any of young or, or Jordan Peterson or any of these guys, um, but, and so to have a healthy society, you need people focused on these two different things, right? You need people concerned about threats. You need people gathering resources, but inside that protective bubble and, and inside that, you, you need people that are nurturing, people that are encouraging, sharing, people that have a, a high degree of empathy um, and concern for those people. So, so to me, that's what the left and the right really are, right? And then there are ideologies that mm -hmm. the left is more inclined to glom onto and that the right is more inclined to glom onto, right? So the left are more likely to glom onto socialism, for example, as an ideology. Uh, because socialism is all about about sharing in a sense. Um, mm -hmm. and, and on the right, it might be something like fascism, right? Where uh, if you're concerned about external threats, um, then you want a very tight family unit that is very, uh, th that doesn't allow any adulteration, that doesn't allow any external, um, uh, I guess, influences into that system right and so so they might tend to glom onto fascism as an ideology but these ideologies aren't uh they're bad they're evil lines of thinking um but that's not what deter what left and right is left and right to me is uh masculine and feminine energy or or focus and so mm -hmm. so so when you say you're a left libertarian i don't take it to mean that you're uh, that you're, you know, a, a libertarian socialist, for example, like I, I, I was moderator of this debate at the convention for chair, uh, in, in the U S and one of the people running for chair of the libertarian party was a libertarian socialist who said on stage that rent is theft, for example, right mm -hmm. now that, that doesn't jibe with libertarian thought. I don't yeah. think at, at all. Yeah. Um, or, or reason or evidence. Yeah, but, so but, when I, yeah, so I'll let you go. So when I say I'm a left-wing libertarian, it is this idea that I do view myself as having a bit more of a feminine energy on average, right? And so when right. I thought, you know, when they say that like Jordan Peterson is like the, the father of this new age movement, and I was like, okay, that's nice, but he's definitely the fatherly figure, you know, get your shit together and do what's right. But right. these young men who are very lost, they also need a motherly figure that show sure. them compassion and love. And I was like, that still needs to come from a guy, probably, because yeah. they're not going to be receptive to Oprah telling them that. So I <laughs> yeah. very much think of myself as like that. The the mother to Jordan Peterson's father is the way I that it just kind of came about and, and formulated in my head. And so it is more of that, like, caring side, that motherly side that yeah. I view myself as. Right. Like, I, and I do care a lot about people. Um, and I my empathy is kind of on overload, which actually led to my anxiety, right? Because mm -hmm. I was just um, that kind of thing. But so it is when I say left wing libertarian, it's it's also to get across to a lot of my peers who are left wing that I still care about people, right? Like libertarianism, that's the left wing cares about people in their right. opinion, right? So it's a branding well, can, thing can as I, well. Can I, can I ask you a question? Because I'm yeah. curious and you don't have to answer this if this is too personal, uh, by yeah, any no stretch, but but uh, I'm curious about your your childhood experience, like mom and dad both in the picture were, were like, um who, divorced who at nine my parents okay. got divorced at nine and i'd say you know my mother very much echoed the sentiment i see in society now right um always the victim everything was my dad's fault and um right. 
he was very much a you know an average standard dude who was kind of a dick because he was raised in that culture. He didn't know right. how to be anything other than what a man is. But then he was blamed for it. He wasn't shown compassion for it, right? And so right. I very much grew up with kind of the extremes on both ends. My dad was very much the extreme of what a man should be. And my mom was very much the extreme of how a woman is, kind of. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I'm guessing that your your mom was your primary caregiver, right? Like when No, you, I had a much uh, better relationship. Well, like I was, it was half-half after oh, the okay. divorce. And I had a much better relationship with my father, actually. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. But it's it's uh, so I, I think I had never cultivated my femininity at all. And that right. side of me, because I didn't have a good relationship with my mother. And so and to me, I had I had been forced to make a choice between left between those two. And so I chose one. And, and I don't know. It's interesting because that would have been more conservative. But then, you know, my my I guess I countered that by by being more left wing outwardly. But. I mean, in terms of how I voted, I voted in two provincial and two federal elections, and I voted for Kathleen Wynne once, Doug Ford once, hmm. and Stephen Harper once, and then Justin Trudeau. So uh, I really try and look at each election and pick who I think presents the best case and will do the best job. Um, unfortunately, I make mistakes sometimes. Um, <laughs> well, hey, I, but, no, no, uh, I mean, that says a lot about you that you're willing to set aside identitarianism or something like that and just and yeah. and like it tells me that your highest ideal is rationality reason evidence or something like that right yeah. rather than uh towing a party line or something so that's good well that's yeah. interesting um you know i i i probably identified more left leaning um in, in my younger you know my early 20s it wasn't until i like i i was most concerned about um poor people, starving people, all, all these kinds of things, right? I, I, I didn't really think like uh, ma masculine, but it, once I became a father, a flip, <laughs> yeah. a, a, you know, a switch flipped in my brain. And, yeah. and, and so now I, I very much more identify as, as a father figure, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think it's interesting. So I think this podcast is going to work good because we have kind of two, um, you know, that yin and yang perspective, I guess. Yeah. And one thing that I find interesting on this like left versus right thing is that, you know, it's kind of known that, you know, younger people tend to be more left wing. And as you get older, you get more right wing or conservative. And the idea that, you know, is is touted in the media is that it's because when you get old, you get greedy and selfish and, and jaded. But it's like, mm. well, my, maybe you just mature and and think more rationally about the world and actually just become more intelligent. <laughs> and And so then your mindset changes. Yeah, um, or or maybe you know it's like my daughter. I remember when she got her first paycheck and she's looking at her pay stub and and seeing all this money taken off with taxes. She's like, "What's this? Yeah. That's my money. Where's that going? That's going to the government for all their programs. That's bullshit." Yeah, and, you know, she went from from being very concerned and caring about the needy and all that to the government's going to do what with this money? Like, why can't well, most people get a job? I, I had to work my ass off for that money. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's what's happening now, what you're seeing with, you know, now young people are on the government's paycheck. You know, they're they're taking from society until they're 25, 30. Then when right. they start earning, they're also largely paying off government debt as well. So they like they're not earning, they're not saving, they're not attaining for themselves, they're just paying off debt. 
So that also that it's not the same, you know, if it takes me 10 right. years to pay off my debt versus eight years, that's not the same as, oh, I want to buy a house three years sooner. Right. So that the, the mindset is has shifted and people don't view it as their own stuff. One one thing you might find interesting, though, is, you know, because I, I think I've interpreted the way the world the world works right now. And so, you know, for governments, for for countries, when they want something, they just go into debt and they acquire it and they're willing to bet on yeah. the future. And so it's not been the best mindset, but I'm getting out of it. But that's what I did, right? Like I figure if I have access to debt and, and these people are willing to give me low interest debt and bet on my future, then why not? And, and worst case, you know, a country can go bankrupt. I can go bankrupt, right? And like if you apply yeah. those principles in your own life, it's, it's, it's really people, everyone discourages it, right? Um, and, and, and I mean, my situation is fine generally, but it's like that approach is exactly what these 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 governments and stuff do and and so it's interesting to try and like actually apply the like you know apply those principles on an individual level and see what they actually look like yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and and so um yeah so so you know that I think that that looking at politics from this uh, left and right spectrum is probably the wrong way to look at it. Right. Mm. Government is using force. And, and so I think, you know, libertarian versus authoritarian is a better way to look at it. I think yeah. that it, w whether your focus is on on left on the left of nurturing, of empathy, of all these things or on the right of external threat vigilance and and gathering resources and boundary enforcement, um, that libertarian that freedom is the best answer, right? That, yeah. that you're going to be able to get, get uh, more of those. And, you know, for example, I, I was talking, I was uh, uh, at a social, I met a, a liberal MP and we were talking about the things that we talked about in the last episode around mental health mm -hmm. uh, for, for first responders. And I was telling her my struggles with PTSD and, and my thinking about in, how victim culture is creating more victims it's self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy and how we ought to switch to this kind of anti-fragile growth mentality yeah. um around around stress for first responders and she was right into this and she i mean she wanted a hug afterwards and she was almost in tears and and um and she kept saying that you know you should run for political office or something like that um you know because she was yeah. sensing a kindred spirit, right? Someone who mm. was very empathetic or speaking her language or something like that. And I yeah. didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. But then at the end, I felt bad. And I said, you know, listen, I got to be honest with you. I, I have actually run for office and I'm running for, I'm the leader of the Libertarian Party of Canada. And it was like, <laughs> I slapped her across the face or something. Yeah. Uh, she was kind of taken aback at first. And this was my buddy now, like she was yeah. connected with me. And she just, you could see the cognitive dissonance. Like she was trying hard yeah. to to figure this out she she paused for a moment and she she said well she's like i i mean i just grew up in in, in a very uh well-off family and we had plenty of material things and and i want to share that i think it's my duty to to share and and to look after other people and i said yeah i agree it's yeah i agree it's my duty too and she kind of looked at me like what <laughs> and yeah she's like okay well see you then but but this is the thing, right? And and this is, I think, um, one of the biggest challenges for libertarians um, is is that we are viewed that way. We're viewed as kind of cold, heartless bastards that don't care about the poor. Yeah. But but if you think about it, 
culture has created this, right? I mean, you know, uh, I care the, about the poor. I just don't think you have to care about the poor too. Right, right. Uh, well, and and I don't think that people should use guns to extract money from you to look after to the force thing you that to I care, care about. Right? The it's, poor. It, it's a personal responsibility, right? Yeah. And it, and in fact, government cuts us off from seeing looking after our neighbors as a duty, right? Because there's a yeah. government department to look after my neighbor if he's on hard times. I don't have to look at him. I can walk past him. And we've become this atomized society. You know, people often think of libertarians as we want our own island or we want, you know, we we don't consider community. But community emerges best from people acting in voluntary fashion, right? When when they yeah. take on personal responsibility for caretaking their community, caretaking people in their neighborhood. And, you know, we get calls, for example, to 911 all the time. Hey, I think this house is on fire. Uh, send send a fire truck. And, and, well, is anyone in the house? I don't know. I was just driving by. Well, did you ever stop and think about maybe knocking on the door and, and telling people their house is on fire? Then, of course, yeah. we get there and it's just the reflection of the sun, right? There's absolutely no personal investment or no sense of duty. Like, if you think a house yeah. is on fire, do something. damn it, do something. Like, yeah. but, but people are just cut off and it's the same with poor people. Or you, you, I can name countless examples of how people have outsourced their own personal responsibility to the government. And that is a big problem in, in culture today. Yeah, and I think it's a problem on on the left or the right, right? And it's like yes. this idea that whatever their values are, they don't actually have to live them. They just have to vote them or whatever. They just have to have other, they have to choose people who they think represent their values. And then they get mad when none of the governments do anything that's actually in line with their values, right? And they Absolutely. say that the, the right-left political spectrum is more of a horseshoe, right? And it's like both of those tips, one is, you know, hardcore communism and it's betting that the and the other is hardcore fascism right that yeah. it's just forcing people to do based on what some group or, or some individual says is best but really it's about no okay first principles of democracy and that's what frustrates me frustrates me the most is it's individual responsibility people don't even vote anymore right and and we'll right. get into you know whether they should all be allowed to vote in another episode um but people have no sense of personal responsibility anymore because they've just been taught to offload all of it to the state. Um, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> One thing that you know people will often say is around, well, like, oh, you're, you're mad at this policy. You don't want your government, you don't want your tax dollars funding abortion. Okay, well, I don't want my tax dollars funding the military. So we're, we're both fine. Just like cut our losses and we'll both shut up. It's like, right. no, 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 neither of you should be forced to pay for things you don't agree with, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, maybe that's a good place to end. I know you have uh, yeah. have to get going, but... Uh, All right. Yeah, I look forward to many more and, and soon we'll get into like libertarian platform points and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I look forward to chatting with you about... I've been thinking long and hard about a lot of these points. Uh, you know, it, it's difficult coming up with... Uh, putting principle into practice, right? Recognizing, okay, there's reality here. Um, here's an ideal. How do we bridge the gap is mm -hmm. can, can be challenging, right? And, and there's lots of debate to be had. And so I look forward to hearing your thoughts about some of the things I'm working on and developing in terms of our platform. Yeah. And anyone, uh, you know, who's watching or listening should also engage with us. We'd love to hear their feedback on all of these stuff too. Absolutely.